0: yo what's the crack my name is matthew sharp and this is the thought floor cheers for coming down to my level sure. this is the final episode uh this is part five of my trip to jamaica where i'm gonna sit down with my dad and chat a bit about um, his background um growing up in jamaica moving to northern ireland and yeah reminiscing about this trip so uh, i hope you enjoy this one Thanks for joining me, Da,
1: as my first guest on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I feel very privileged to be invited to be uh, part of this uh, little adventure of yours. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly.
0: That's that's what it is. So, um, let's just jump straight into it then. I suppose the first question is, you know, can you tell us, uh, tell me a bit about, you know, growing up your background you know because you were born in London and then you went to Jamaica and then you came back so maybe just talk about you know the house that we went to was that the family so, house?
1: Um, as you know um, so I was born in London and of course then went back to I say back to Jamaica because that's clear that's where your grandparents are from um, so um, are we we uh from a very very early age um went back to uh jamaica and then pretty much spent most of my teen uh years there um so that house is pretty much where um that was that that was our house that was the house that we bought or my parents bought uh back then and that's always been um a base for when anyone in the family uh return um and it's been like that probably for a few years but um you know we're all all your your aunties as opposed to my brothers and sisters so all um all pretty much grew up there in that house um it wasn't always like that it's uh, it's been it's expanded somewhat um and uh but it's always been um or base in in Jamaica, and um, although I wasn't actually born in Jamaica, it still for me, um, uh, obviously, will have a special place in my heart because it's where we is where we grew up, say when we were young. Yeah. So. Um, I remember you telling me a story
0: uh, about taking your dad's car, right? I don't know if it was before you got your license or not, but was that in Jamaica, or was that in London?
1: Uh, that, uh, um, th- that was in Jamaica, but it's, it's like, it's like. Uh, <laughs> so you were driving, uh, <laughs> so you were driving you, about you, the streets of yeah, View uh, kind of in your dad's. Moment. What kind of car was a, it? I, a Triumph, <laughs> an old Triumph. But uh, it's um, it, it's what it's what young boys kind of do because, you know, when you're. When you're a teen um and you think you well for driving you think you know how to drive because you've seen it on tv so you know uh, it, it may even go as far as you know how to handbrake turn you know because you've seen it on tv yeah it looks easy yeah easily done but um i think um growing up there uh, and and uh, you know wanting to venture out I suppose when when you're hanging with people you're boys you're your own age and there were a couple of guys on, on this on the street that I was closest to I could say but there were three other um, other guys that I would hang mostly with back then and um, we would yeah you know, have adventures at night and uh, one of the adventures was yes we I just recall um taking the handbrake off and rolling the car quietly um, uh, I think we, we might have I think we might have done it I remember uh, we might have done it twice um, um, in total uh, but I don't think we've, we've it's just something we did on a regular basis um, the first time was probably the best time the second time we realised just how relatively easy it was to, to take the handbrake off throw the car down the road and start the car down the road so that it wouldn't wake anybody and then you know uh, driving uptown to explore. Um, we got the car back in time and, you know, sneak back in kind of thing. You know, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing when you have to turn the engine off and then roll the car for, you know, maybe a hundred meter before you can start, before you start it. Um, it's not a thing, I mean, I wouldn't have, encourage anybody to do it, but, uh, it's just one of those things that we didn't, you know, it wasn't, I suppose it was kind of dangerous looking back. But it was an adventure, and I think naturally, um, certainly for boys at that age, you know, teen years, want to go on little adventures, and that was clearly one of our adventure that we went on, but yes. No, I mean, even looking
0: back at my teenage years, I mean, there was, you know, a few things that I did, but uh, I didn't do that, but there was a few things. I mean, one of the infamous things that uh, I actually talked about in the in the past podcast was one of my uh good friends saying um uh you know he was first to drive you know first to do a lot of that kind of grown-up stuff and he was like the infamous line like here let's just buy a wee scrapper and roll it <laughs> like i'll never let him forget that but that's that's hilarious so <laughs> so you uh you, you weren't to make it for kind of your teenage years and then uh you came back to london and then eventually came to northern ireland so you know what was it like for you coming to northern ireland i mean i've shared some of my experiences when kind i of growing up here you know in a predominantly white culture you know being mixed race in a predominantly white culture but what was it like for you kind of coming to northern ireland with that kind of you know you know growing up in jamaica and having that other culture what was that like kind of you know was there double takes you know was there uh, kind of any uh, racial abuse you know what was that like um you know moving to Northern Ireland those first kind of few years
1: I think for No, this may sound maybe sounds going to be strange but um to be honest I, I didn't really know what to expect because um growing up London is very different to here obviously and um I think um I wasn't apprehensive about moving here because I think what was in my mind was that well you know um London can be a really hard and busy place to uh, to exist and you know you could be in London and all you do is work and I think um um there didn't seem to be much time to do much else um uh, so it's like uh moving then from that environment to this environment and even though yes i know there was going to be a lot of black people it wasn't something that i conscious consciously um um considered um back then um I, I just didn't... I can't remember a time when I felt really apprehensive about existing and the culture difference. That wasn't a concern for me at all. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, um, you know, yes, it's going to be different. I have no idea how different it's going to be. The only way I'm going to know that, I shouldn't really assume that it's going to be negative. Um, so yeah okay let's do it and so you know in the first few uh, well, years i suppose existing in Northern after living in london for uh, you know such a long time then it's like um getting well, I, I was going to say getting used to people um doing a double take i suppose um, it's probably wrong to say because I don't think you ever get used to that um, you can like expect it um, and I think for me um, there were back then and this was going like a few years now um, I could say I was seeing the world from my own eyes if you know what I mean I wasn't quite sure what they were seeing because um, um, I was just seeing people, because London is multicultural, so, you know, yeah, you see white people all the time, and I had white friends back then, so it wasn't a big deal, and for my eyes, all I was seeing is people, they were seeing something completely different. So, it's like, um, and I didn't quite understand, I didn't know what they were seeing, Um, but I have to say, and maybe I'm lucky, that... um, um, even when I got the double takes and uh, people were looking at me, there, were, um, there was nothing negative. Uh, I didn't feel negative. It um, uh, didn't make me feel unwelcome. Nobody shouted at me and say, you know, what, what do you see on social media now? And people actually, you know, they're bold enough to shout at you and say, go home, you, whatever, you know. I didn't experience any of that. Nobody shouted at me. They looked and then eventually I thought, well, they look because clearly I look different. Yeah, of course, I look different. I'm not from here. So yeah, look. Um, but the look was like, you know, um, um, curiosity more than anything else. They were curious and, I, and it, I, I understood that not immediately, but it didn't take me long to understood that they were just simply curious. And the fact that I, they didn't actually shout anything at me, or look at me and laughed, um, made me feel that well, it's pure curiosity. And I, I over time, I realise and understand and accepted that more when, say, in a bar situation, for example, when you know, wh- when people have had a few drinks, <laughs> people will say all sorts. You know, people feel as if they have a license to say whatever the hell they, f- they want to say in a bar situation because they've had a few drinks. But in the bar situation even though people could you know maybe I don't know, people feel as if they could get away with saying anything even then it wasn't negative it was like ah where are you from and yeah it did uh, i got kind of annoyed a few times because somebody asked me like, where you're from you know it's only so many times you can ask where you're from where you're from but you know the way i saw it was if you were looking at me you would know that i'm not from here so what are you likely to ask me first where I'm from, and that's exactly what they were doing. Where am I from? Of course, I'm not from here right now. You, you want to know where I'm from, but it's all it was always you know, um, it wasn't negative, and I think that helped a bit. I think, um, comparing then to now, there is a clear difference because I think now people feel as if they have a license to say whatever the hell they want to say, regardless of the consequences or regardless of consequences of the person they're saying it to. And they they do it, and it's like, you know, it's the accepted thing now, to to point and shout at the black person. They know it now. Back then, it was, you know, I was, well, (laughs) I usually laugh and say, uh, I was the only black guy in the village, you know. um, And it was, um, it wasn't a big deal to me. And um, I mean, Family didn't make me feel unwelcome, and that from from the very second we met, uh, there was no time that uh, anyone in the family, um, your grand, uh, did not make me feel unwelcome. Um, your uncle uh, did not make me feel unwelcomed at all. Nobody um, on 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 your side of the family made me feel unwelcomed at any time. And that also ended. So and um, when are we talking
0: here? We're talking the nineties here, like the Yeah. Like the mid to late nineties. Yeah. And I have we uh, you know, you talked about the the kind of only really thing happening is the, the double ticks or, or or where you're from and I have a wee kinda of checklist here of uh, things that have been said to me. I'm going to ask you if they've been said okay. to you. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. have you ever, has anyone ever called you the N-word? Uh, to my face, no. Okay. Have you ever been attacked or jumped or anything like that because of your skin colour? No. Have you ever been told to go home? No. And have you ever been called uh, another uh, race religion
1: as uh, a type of slur? Uh, no. I, I, I don't know if I'm lucky. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's because I really wasn't in those... in a a social setting that that could happen I don't know I I don't know but the answer is uh, no Um, which is the which I suppose I don't know if I'm fortunate but I have to say no I've never that that has never happened to me and I'm thinking if that has happened to me yeah I mean you would have known about it by now you know because it's not something I would have um, kept quiet about and it's certainly something I would have actually warned you about that was coming. So the fact that, you know, I, I didn't see a need to warn you about something that I haven't experienced because I didn't know whether or not you would experience it too. Um, uh, so, so, so no. And um, no, I, I can't say I, 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 that has
0: happened. That's that's crazy. Um. I mean, you know, maybe it's, you know, location or, I mean, all those things have happened to me, right. and, but, yeah, it is interesting, and you know, the biggest thing is people, where you're from, and then you tell them, and then they say, no, where are you from right. really, or, or where are you from originally, which, right. <laughs> you know, is... You understand people asking you where you're from right. because technically you're not from Northern Ireland, and I mean technically I'm not from technically I'm not from Northern Ireland either. I'm born in London, but moved in here. I moved here very soon after. I have Northern Irish accent. You know, that should be enough for people to say, "Oh, right, okay, yeah." But <laughs> it's not. Uh, but Where are you from originally? Where where's your from? So it's interesting that you didn't experience any of that stuff, and that kind of makes sense now why you never told me about it or you know warned me about that kind of stuff that you might get this stuff because you never experienced any of it yourself. You know, there was no need then to kind of say, "Look, it's almost like paranoia," you know, to say, "Like, look, you might get this because of blah blah blah," which makes sense now. Uh, it's interesting because even growing up and being like a a baby and a toddler and my granny would tell stories of you know people asking asking her if i was adopted and that kind of thing so even from you know very very young age there was loads of stuff happening which it's interesting because when you came here nothing was happening to you so you know maybe that's just because i was young and i was a kid or about it's interesting just two different experiences and um this is cool so yeah we'll move on then to the the trip i suppose the first kind of um thing i remember is you give me that phone phone of me and saying look your ground passed away you know we're gonna have to Oh, well, you're gonna have to go and see him, or you were gonna go and see him, and and I just remember there being such a long time, you know, that the period of time between that phone call and us going. I mean, I don't know. I think it something to do with like there's only one somebody on the island, or one corner, or something, uh, one person that could do a specific job before uh, we could have the funeral. Yeah, uh, do you remember that?
1: Oh, right okay so <laughs> I mean I'm laughing now but back then it was as can it, naturally it was kind of uh, stressful back then because um, a post-mortem needed to be done um, because of the circumstances in which my dad passed so and um, I'm not quite sure if it's the time of the year that it was or I'm not quite sure but uh, in terms of resources to having that done there wasn't uh, the resources to get that done uh, uh relatively quickly and and they the police was involved of course and they wanted to do their investigation and that caused uh, uh some additional delays um but um yeah i mean by saying by I, I do, I do recall there was a, a big uh, gap between saying you know, this has happened and um, and the trip need to, need to be made, and actually when it was actually booked. But that was just simply down to timing. And then, you know, you uh, one of the things when you have to book something relatively quickly, your your choices are restricted. So if you know you have to be like well for 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 us um, or for me, um, uh, more importantly was knowing that I had to be in Jamaica two days time, <laughs> you know? So, okay, what flight is going in two days time to get me in Jamaica in two days time? And to try and book a flight like that, you're, you have limited choices. Unless you're gonna rent a private jet <laughs> that's gonna take you there directly, of course, which was never gonna happen. Um, you know, your, your your choices of how you get there are limited. And I remember that journey there was the longest ever. I think. Um, we're not well. Um, it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say it took 24 hours to get to Jamaica. <laughs> I mean, it took 24 hours to get. It took a day to get to Jamaica. I'm thinking that was a long. Um, simply because of the day that um. That we needed to be there, so we didn't have a choice to book direct. We just had to take what was going to get us there, um, um, asap. So that that was it. But yeah that was the reason Um, uh, the the time span because of Jamaica you know um, they don't necessarily do everything uh, in a speedily fashion Um, and (laughs) you know sometimes you have to uh, know the right people or you know have your connections to get things done relatively quickly so well we had some connections so you know um, we got it uh, got it done eventually
0: so then we got there you know we've arrived in one piece uh, I get back to the house um, I can remember having corned beef and hard bread. bread um, and then you know then I, and then I was whisked away I um, look you know I've had a few people kind of you know uh, talked to me about this this night and that kind of thing and looking back on reflection if if you know if i was going now it, w- it would be a different story but on reflection it was just i was so uh you know i was so tense it was all everything was alien everything was new i suppose just kind of can you explain or can you just talk a bit about you know like who uh andrew was like is he like who is he to the family um you know because I, I i don't know much about him so maybe can you just explain kind of who he is and kind of um you know
1: how does he fit into all this right okay so andrew um andrew's mother is your grand's uh, closest friend and they're really close um she um uh, I'm trying to remember whether she was there eventually, but I don't think she, if she wasn't there because she works in the US. So if she's not in Jamaica, she's in the US working. And so she goes back and forth. This is, um, uh, uh the friend, um, here, grand's friend who is, um, Andrew's mother. So they, they live in Al- Albuquerque. Andrew, li- um, uh, well, I'm not sure if he lives in Albuquerque, but he spent a lot of time in Albuquerque with his sister. Um. Uh, who, he has a sister in Abbeville. Um, still, um, so he doesn't. They, they don't live very far from where we are, we are. So, and because we have known, um, Andrew tends to do a lot of um, uh, handy work around the house. For example, yeah, um, like a roof and whatever, right? And he knows people who can do that kind of uh, contractor um, kind of jobs. So he is a, a, a long uh, a long time a long term family friend um, almost family right that's how so close uh, mommy is uh, or oh, your granny's, is to his mother um, and that's why I would trust him because I mean he did live he and his family um, um, did live at at their house for uh I can't remember if it's a month or two or so. So, so you know, that's, you know, uh, that was going back years. Andrew was little, was very small. I've known him since since he was very, very small, since he was, I don't know, maybe uh, nine or 10 years old. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's so far back. Um, So he's a long time family friend, Uh, um, almost family, because we've known him uh, and his mother, and, uh, you know, his, his family for ages. So no reason for me not to, not, not to trust him because I, I suppose, you know, it, well, it doesn't, um, he doesn't know what I'm like now because I don't spend a lot of time with Andrew because he, he, um, his circle is not my circle, <laughs> put it that way. We, we, um, we exist in different circles and he's, he's slightly younger. Uh, he's a lot younger anyway, younger than me um because he was he's the youngest in the, in the family um so yeah that's how andrew is in the picture and that's yeah i, I would trust him yeah. and he knows that he knows that yeah, yeah. He, i would trust him he knows. Uh, i mean it's just
0: i think if i went back now it'd be a different situation and a lot more chill
1: you, you'd eat less um uh, um patty and no overbread? No, oh, probably not. Right. Probably yeah. still eat okay. the same. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, no, like, that's cool. So then the next kind of few days were kind of like a, a whirlwind because we had, uh, I mean, granny and cousins uh, all cooking. um There's pictures of them kind of serving the food, but I remember the big pots and all the fish. And, and cooking cook for the next few days. Like <laughs> to me that wasn't normal. To me that was like what's going on? Why is this happening? Why are all these people come to the house? Like oh, what like is that a tradition or what? So why why is that?
1: Well, I think um uh, uh well it's is, it's something to do with what they call the ninth night. Um, which um i'm not going to go into the details of what that means yeah, yeah but it's almost like it a, <laughs> oh, oh yeah it's, it's like uh it's like the same way you have a, a um a week here you know where there is a period of time before the actual funeral uh where people sh- show their respects and show you know say to the family whatever. Um, you know so it's 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 kind of like an equivalent of that but it's um, well let's just say um, it's, it's the equivalent of that as a tradition let's say but in terms of um, what actually happened what actually occurs is very different to awake because it's, it's like a party almost um, but it, it is a tradition it's traditional for for the family to put on that kind of uh, Gathering, um, you have to bear in mind also that um, it was a first for me. Now, although I know about it, um, because of course your grand told me what to expect, because there's a lot of things I didn't know either, um, believe it or not. And um, when your grand said, you yeah, know, this is what's going to happen, and this is because it's tradition, and you know, and I didn't. It didn't gel well with me. But when he, you, when your grand said his tradition, I, mean, I just, it's, it's, it's going to be an okay for me because she knows what, to, what to expect and what needs, needs to be done. So, um, I had to leave most of, uh, what needs to be done, uh, to her, in terms of her telling me what needs to be done, and then it would be up to me then, and uh, and your auntie to, organize it to make it happen. So mommy would say what needs to be done. And I said, okay. And we then I just facilitated what needs, needs to be done. So the, 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 the long hours cooking and preparing food is traditional. It really is because it's a, it's a party. Um, the people come into the house and with their hand out and bring in literally nothing. Um, is, uh, apparently, that's the way it is. Now, again, I have to say, all that was new to me. And did it frustrate me? Of course it did. But mummy said, that's the way. And I said, to, to my gritted teeth, I said, okay, right. But um, your aunt didn't, um, I mean, she was like, what the hell? Yeah what the hell and i kind of went what law you know but um we were just looking for that kind that period as opposed to be done and dusted so we knew it had to be done because it's tradition and uh so we we'll just get on with it yeah i didn't think i didn't think that we were going to be I didn't, Were there two nights? Yeah, two nights. I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that. That was a, bit of a, a big surprise because I think the one, on the day of the funeral, the one after, um, I think it was, a, I, think my, I can't remember if it was a smaller affair, but it was, that one wasn't meant to be as big as it, as it turned out. It was more, it was meant to be um, the close family. Mm-hmm. That's what the intention was on the day after the funeral, come back to the house grill sit and have a few drinks and uh, you know um, but I think it I think that one it might have turned up slightly bigger than than that once people when people see that there is a, a party happening in at that location you know you're gonna attract you're gonna attract everybody who's looking for a feed
0: well this is it because I remember some woman turn up and sell something and Val kind of turned her away get the get out and and then I feel like this next part was in slow motion because I was standing uh, out in the driveway and this person was walking up the driveway and I was just like staring at him and like I said this in the, the last episode about just knowing people your family is, it, is
1: that is is it the walk do we all have uh, uh, knock knees and we all walk <laughs> a certain way maybe <laughs> even that's no, what it is just <laughs> it's just a fe- it's a feeling just
0: you know it's just a feeling So that first time happened when i was in london i was 16 with Val sitting in the front row of uh, the play i just knew that was she was following me, and uh, i was talked after but uh, and then just this person walking up out of all the people here I was like he is definitely family maybe it was because it was a swagger was a you know in terms of um, he just knew the place in you know, the area, he was comfortable and he's walking with confidence but anyway so it turned out to be Dello and uh, my uncle um, you know that's the first time I'd seen him and what was it like for you to see him because you hadn't seen him for so long You know. What was that like seeing your brother for your first time in so long? You know, what, what was your first thought?
1: Well, I mean, um, to, to be honest, I, I, I think for maybe for a few seconds, um, which probably uh, felt <laughs> but longer longer, um, even before it took us a long time to actually physically meet and and greet each other because of this the atmosphere they, they it was like a party atmosphere yeah. you know it's like you know people were demanding drinks and we have to serve food and finds you know whatever there was just a lot a lot happening and um there's a lot happening that I I was responsible for you know so I couldn't just simply stop and not um and, and do other things, um, but um, um, I just remember, I, um, although I was busy, I, um, I was a little bit apprehensive about how, what our first words are going to be, and um, you know how we're going to greet each other, considering that we haven't seen each other for such a long time. Um, um, one of my first thoughts was he looks um, he looks a hell of a lot fitter than I do because I've got a bare belly and you know it's like so it's like hang on you know how can he look so fit <laughs> you know because he was like ripped you know he was like you know I'm thinking what the hell I must be doing something wrong this cold weather probably doesn't agree with me but um that was that was really one of my first thoughts because he looked really um fit physically um uh, fit looking and, um, I didn't really give it much thought, uh, thinking back. I don't think I did because, because of all the other things that needed to, to happen. And I think you have to remember that the, when he came, that was the day before the funeral, if you know what I mean. So, you know, there's a lot, um uh, that, of planning, uh, uh, there was other things, other more important things that was actually on my mind because I had to think about how is the funeral going to go and, you know, how are we going to get to the burial ground? All that, de- all the details had to be worked on. So that dominated my mind rather than anything else. Um, it was good that he was there, that he made it because he almost didn't. I remember that. Um, so to see that he did uh, eventually, um, and I didn't talk much, talk, um, we didn't communicate at all even even up to that point uh, with any arrangement and whether it's going to be there or not we didn't talk at all so it was it was um, it was good to see him there because it meant that there was um, another sharp presence there's another presence uh, uh, another member of the family so to speak there uh, which <laughs> we needed
0: yeah, so you know the and then you know i suppose once the, the all that's you know the funeral said and done i uh, can kind of you know take a breath uh you know the next few days was spent um you know just kind of just in harbour view just chilling out um and i remember we went to the harbor me you and me you and delo just chatted and um towards the end of that kind of uh, week then Val went back to london and and then uh, you know then we kind of just chill out. Della was flying home to from montego bay so um we were going to go around that way anyway so you kind of said why don't you just just join us on that trip um which is great um we can kind of you know, drop him off and i suppose those kind of next few days it's just i can't really remember but i, I do remember someone kind of just all the parties and all the cocoa bread but there was someone like dropping
1: off ice pops like every day because it was so hot i i yeah that wasn't really f- that i was just um friends of your of your, of your granny that's really all well, that's bad so you know um there 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 are a lot of people in There, that region that knows that knows your grand, you know. So um, that wasn't surprising at all that somebody would um, would be dropping off ice ice icebox. You know, I mean, it's like um, the family is known. in in that okay Okay. (laughs) so (laughs) you know so it's like don't be surprised if
0: somebody does that so when you say the family is known what do you mean
1: well I mean um
0: because there's like there's a difference between you know being known in terms of okay I live in a small town yeah um everyone knows me but um, for example everyone says hello everyone knows who I am. Right. yeah not because i've done anything or because i do anything for the community but just because i'm about uh, see me um, maybe i've worked in a local shop or because they get to know me but what do you mean when you say granny or the family is known what does that mean
1: well it, it means um um Your granddad was a very popular, he was a very popular man. And he, um, he wasn't shy in making people know what he had, and what he, you know what I mean? In terms of, um, you know, uh, money wasn't a problem for him um, at all. And he didn't shy away. It, it was very obvious, and he made it very obvious. That was the problem. So, so, um, it's um, that's what I mean. So, with him, uh, of course, he's on uh, your he, he grand. There's a family there, and of course, then people, when 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 they know about him, they want to know who are his children, where are his children? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, who, who are they? So. Even, I mean, um, I could be walking along and don't know somebody, but somebody will say, oh, that's, and somebody would know who I am just by walking, just by, say, that's, you know, that's a strange face. Who is that? Oh, that's, I'm thinking, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. That's what I mean, you know, um, and, uh, I think Mike, he, he knew a lot of people, um, and a lot of people wanted to be his friend so that's what i meant <laughs> that's great so so
0: um so yeah so getting back onto the kind of timeline of the trip then we went off uh me you, and Della went off and explored um and like we did uh a lot of stuff but it was a shame that it was off season and uh, there wasn't much open but we still did loads of um you know fun things and uh, which was great but um delo didn't do anything with us um i can't remember if that was a conscious choice or 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 what or if he had his own things going on but um yeah you know it was still great to kind of see him and, and spend that time and you know what you know what was that time like for you you know uh, spend that time with him to try c- to catch up well i, th- I think it's um
1: it's a little bit unfortunate that we didn't go um, uh, during the high season when it's a lot busier. But at the same time, I mean, high uh, um, ice, ice season in Jamaica or when it's busier can be frustrating as well because you know that is a um, certainly in, in Montego Bay, the north uh, coast, say, is it's, it's built for tourists and um, the American tourists is a popular place and when it gets busy we're talking about really busy you know um but i think um delo didn't um i, I don't think he was kind of interested in really what we we were doing uh, um it seemed uh and he i think he he knows people already in that part of the anyway so uh, that he wanted to catch up with uh, and there will be people who I don't know if you know what I mean so it would make sense because you know uh, he didn't know when would be the next time we will travel to Jamaica again so you know if he's going to hang with people who and, the, and it's the off season anyway so whatever he was going to do didn't really fit in with what we were planning to do because we were we want to have fun you know, we want to go out and venture out and have some fun, and um, and he whatever he wanted to do, I don't think was the kind of fun that we wanted to be doing. If you know what I mean, because I wanted to show you more about the tourist side of Jamaica and the, the fun stuff. So, which you know wasn't really appealing to him for that trip. Yeah, no, that makes
0: sense. Um, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about that. <laughs> at the time but you know that kind of makes sense i just remember you know him having to do things but you know he was that mysterious that um i can't really remember the the ins and outs of it but uh, i think you know, that makes that makes sense but and then i suppose moving on that kind of that last night with the three of us um you know the pivotal point in, in the, our journey of the three of us
1: um uh, yeah in, in montego bay before he the
0: day yeah, before he you know uh, okay before he went off okay. i mean for me yeah so it just came out of nowhere you know the incident just kind of just you know came out of nowhere it was like i was hungry he was like yeah, i'll get the chicken he came back and it was like the mood had completely changed um And in reflection, you know, everything that was kind of said. What? What did you think? You know, like, what did you think about
1: what he said? What do you think about the whole incident? Right. okay, so um, I think um, I think it's kind of uh, I'm I'm really disappointed with him to put you through that experience Um, uh, for for you to uh, observe that side um, uh, that side of him I suppose and to see that that's how he can be Um, I think um, I I think for most of the day he's been he was drinking Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you notice Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah so it was probably he was on a constant high because he was drinking most of the day, and I do mean most of the day he was drinking. So um, I think in the in the fresh air when he went out and came back, and suddenly it just went weird. Um, um, you know, it, it, it was kind of surprising. Yes, it was. Um, I didn't know because I think you have to. I don't know him very well either. Um, So, I don't know, or I didn't know what to expect. Um, uh, I was shocked, uh, surprised, um, maybe a little bit scared, but at the same time thinking, okay... If if so if this happens, this is how I'm going to react to it. If this happens, this is how I'm going to react to it. If he does this, I'm going to do this. If he does this, I'm going to do that. So in my head, I'm really planning. You know, if cases goes weird, what and how I'm going to react. <laughs> you know, you know, and and what is in um, uh, defense or offense. Uh, well, I'll decide that depending on what happens. But um, it was. Um, was scary um, it was I, I, I it was it was a scary moment um, and uh, it was you know um, but uh, I, I didn't I I think when somebody is drunk because I can only describe it as that you know they you can't reason with a drunk person so it, it it didn't really matter what I said and really relatively quickly I realized that you know it doesn't really matter what i said it's not going to it's got it's, it's not going to understand anything he's not going to understand anything he's not gonna we're not gonna have a um a, a reasonable conversation about anything right now so you know there's no point in me even trying to do anything well i'll just i'll just let him let him vent a little bit and yeah you know and then hopefully that will be the end of that um but um was a scary moment for me, uh, yes. Um, it. Uh, I'm glad it, it wasn't more than that, because we really didn't get physical, and I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, um, trying to understand why it happened afterwards. Um, back then I'm thinking uh, at some point um he's gonna realize how it was reacted and maybe he's gonna uh I was gonna say wise up uh and 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 realize that that wasn't a good thing to do regardless of what uh, of the reason that it happened it wasn't a good thing to do um so um in the, in the moment you know it was a scare, you know i was scared um and i am his big brother <laughs> you know i'm 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 physically bigger than him uh but technically i am his big brother um and but there was a lot a lot of um having having not spoken in a for years literally and to be put together or brought together by this by a funeral it was a funeral of our father <laughs> you know so you know it um it is it, no way we're ever going to have enough time to have a decent conversation because you can't have a decent conversation over a period of a day or two or three uh with somebody you haven't spoken to in years literally you know by then it was well over 10 years you know, um, so um, nothing was ever going to get resolved that night, I'm disappointed that um, it he, his reaction uh, his behavior uh, was so bad and um, uh, we've um, in the last uh, maybe three months or so uh, we've started communicating on our, uh, a relatively um, regular basis because we exchange emails now and the tone of the email seemed so very different, um, relatively normal. No, I say relatively because, you know, he's American. So, you know, I say relatively normal, and I mean relatively normal. Um, but um, we, we seem to have um, started to have uh, regular uh, communication uh, via email. And I've, I've said, you know, anytime you feel like you want to have a conversation on the phone, I'll call you. We can have a conversation on the phone and talk uh, about anything. So I'm hoping that he does take up the opportunity um, uh, to talk. Um, I would love for him to email me and say, right, okay, you know, can you call me, you know, for us to talk and we'll talk about nothing in particular, but just have a conversation just to talk on the phone. So I'm waiting for that. but. Um, the emails have been good for now
0: I think just to touch on that night for me was you know it was mad but at the same time it was like there was obviously issues there that needed resolved we started to build the communication which is great and uh, I didn't want the last memory of him to be that to be that so I, I went up and kind of had a chat with him and, and he did take my number in WhatsApp. And I just should have sent myself a message. So I had his number, but didn't get a chance. But uh, that's just where it goes. So then it, after that, it was just uh, me and you now. Me and you versus Jamaica. Um, and we went round to grill We kind of sat at Rick's, Rick's calf and we did a lot, which was kind of cool. And when I you I talked about being at that hotel that we stayed at, Happy something.
1: Happy you know,
0: I don't even remember. The, the one in the grill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was, like, it was like With the balcony? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And do you remember the the old Americans yeah. and yeah. stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. I think you know, obviously that's they go there, they chill there, smoke a bit of weed and all that, um, I suppose just on that, you know, um, I don't, when we got to that kind of touristy side, I wasn't expecting to get asked if I wanted weed as much as I did, I think because we had spent a week in Harbour View and whatnot, nobody really asked me if you wanted any weed and then to go to the other side and like almost be constantly getting asked, um, do I want weed? And I suppose because it's more touristy, and uh, you know, that's where the other people go to chill out and that. But I suppose, um, I think you know, this kind of uh, stereotype of the Jamaican and smoking weed and all, you know, is Jamaica is is weed actually legal or illegal there? Mm. Mm -mm.
1: Actually, I'm not quite sure whether things have changed uh, recently i don't know if it's legal or not legal but um what what is what what is really not um permitted let's say um is um the quantity so mm, mm, let me explain so if he wanted A little bag, and you wanted to have a wee puff and smoke it yourself, and share with a couple of friends. Um, There, that's not a big deal. Yeah, it's it's not. It really isn't. Yeah, and it grows nearly anywhere. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? It grows anywhere. (laughs) You know. Um, um, it's. Um, so, quantity wise, you know, it's, it's and, and, and you have to see it like this um, the Rastafarian culture um, permits the usage of it, you know what I mean? Um, uh, even openly, do you know what I mean? So, how can you say this is illegal when you're pretty much permitting um, a certain group of society to openly use it there? So you can see, you know, so um, um, for that culture, they tend to use it for themselves rather than to use it to make money. For that culture, it's not about the making money. It's use it for themselves. So they cultivate it for themselves and that's okay. So as long as that's happening, it's like, it's like, that's okay. When you start mass producing purely to make money, it's like, what are you doing yeah. there? So, in, in that, where we were in that hotel, being offered it, that doesn't surprise me. Um, being offered it more than once doesn't surprise me because, you know, people go that part of the world to do exactly that. I don't know. I, can you imagine going to secure airport security and then sniff a dog going... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why I still, I mean, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't, I don't smoke, but, um um, the, 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 the fear is always uh, um, fear has always been you going through the security and a sniff dog smell on your clothes
0: yeah I mean I suppose because we the juxtaposition of Harbour View staying in Jamaican House in Kingston and then going off to staying in kind of hotels in Montego Bay and the Grill and seeing that sort of touristy side was great but at the same time it made me think yeah this isn't really you know this is great it's great to be there but it made me realize that actually all this stuff is kind of fake um you know next time you want to just stay in the real you know you know the real inverted commas real family being around that area rather than being uh, being treated as someone from somewhere else i suppose as a tourist you know um it felt better that kind of second week when we we did all the stuff and that was class then we came back and i was like now we're back we've done all that we've got a few days to chill out and just enjoy each other's company and talk and laugh and all that kind of stuff and that was great yeah you know, it, it was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time and there was never an opportunity to do, to do it because, you know, you know school, uni, and then I went off to Madrid and there wasn't really a time to kind of, to do it. So it, it was great just to be able to get out and chill out. And I think next time I will definitely come with a different perspective well first because I know who I am as a person and I think there was a lot of identity issues still kind of swirling around the first time we went Um on top of that there was a funeral um, you know meeting people for the first time and all that kind of stuff so next time definitely be different I'll be a lot more chilled out uh, be able to relax you know be able to be present rather yeah. than just
1: I think I think um, it's good that we went for the length of time that we did and it's good that we were able to um, get business done during the first week and then the leisure started afterwards um, and that was a conscious planning to actually do to work it exactly like that and not just make it your first trip about this sad um, occasion. Um, I think I would um, agree that um, the, the, your second, third, fourth, fifth—you know, your future trips, as opposed—it will be very different. And I think, uh, I think for me, was important for you to see um, a, a, a normal, um, ordinary, let's say, maybe not normal, but ordinary Jamaican life and how Jamaican. Yeah, you know, I suppose you could say maybe the family, we're not ordinary either, but, um, you know, um, a non-Tourist side to Jamaica and how people actually live, or, or some people live, and um, and what the tourist side is like. And you can see how, when you go to the tourist side, you can see, uh, if I was to say that um, the, the um, the tourism ministry take probably you know that they, they um um I suppose what I'm trying to say is um, tourists or tourism is a big deal for Jamaica and that the government in Jamaica they they'll bend over backwards to make sure that continues and that's ingrained. So you're going to see you know um, the being offered weed in. <laughs> In, in a hotel is not uncommon. Um, yeah, and, and at least you would expect that the next time you go. Um oh, they might even say, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends on, uh, you know, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't say yes to a, a somebody who's passing. If it's somebody who's uh, a resident at the hotel, probably you probably would say, okay. Cause you know that it's not going to be rubbish yeah. because you have to remember that it's it's probably a local produce rather than something that's imported and it's a natural produce it's naturally produced if you know what I mean it's naturally produced so um you know um for starters it will be potent (laughs) you know so you have to be careful but if you're not a smoker um I I, I, well it's up to you of course but um I don't think you're going to enjoy it if you're not a smoker but um I'm glad you were able to experience both sides uh, for the brief period that it is. Um, I'm glad that we got the job done uh, in terms of the, the reason why we went there uh, in the first place. Uh, the main reason for going there was done, and everything was everything pretty much went according to, to plan in terms of what we needed to accomplish. Uh, and I'm happy for that, and. Coming back home, uh, I could say, yeah, we—I don't know how, but everything that we wanted to happen happened, uh, which we're quite grateful about. And you get to meet uh, people who I'm hoping you get a chance to meet again uh, on your next visit. Um, and it's not going to be too long before there's a next visit, um, but um, yeah, um, I'm glad. And and for you, for your how you see yourself, I I think. um, I think you're 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 a product of the environment that you live in, and you always have to remember that. And I think um, you are prime. Yes, you have some. um, Your dad is primarily Jamaican, even though um, I was born in London. Uh, Still, deep down, you're, yes, you're half black, half white. Yes. Um, But don't let that alone define you. I mean, Matthew is half black, half white. That isn't Matthew at all. And don't let that be who Matthew is. Um, You know, I think um, um, I said to you that, you know, see the world from my eyes in Northern Ireland. What do you see? Do you see a black person? You know, if, you know, I said to you when I first moved here, I mean, I saw the world with my own eyes and I didn't see a black person. Maybe they did. And in a relatively, fortunately, relatively short space of time, I realized why they were looking back at me because you're curious. Um, I think um, don't let the some people are ignorant and and some people are openly so and 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 think it's okay some people don't know better um i when you know who you are those kind of negative um reactions um, affect you less and less. Um, I've always thought about how would I react um, if someone pointed at me and called me the n-word. Um, would I be angry? Um, yeah, you probably have to hold me back. <laughs> you know, because yeah.
0: which is interesting because see now that wouldn't happen for me Um, you know it's (sighs) I wouldn't have that you know like hold me back hold my purse kind of moment because like I've been through all that you know it's already happened I've done all that and it doesn't change the person's mind it doesn't help the situation you know at the end of the day that person's going to probably do that again you know like and it's probably actually gonna make them feel even want to do it even more so you know because if you beat them you know then they are gonna feel like that even more you know because you're not really instilling fear like you know i think you know no i would just stand and clap you know that's the first thing coming ahead just you know well done that's you know well done for coming up with something original you know and actually one of my friends he actually had like an altercation happen and you know, the right. police got involved and it was like, you know, the police kind of just told me you had to have a thicker skin. And it's like, <laughs> do you know, like, that's mm-hmm. racial abuse. And all you're saying is have a thicker skin. Like, and then, it, you know, the the police were like, you know, we get called like black bastards all the time. And it's like, what? Well, that's a uniform. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, you can take that off. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can't change mm-hmm. the color of our skin, you know? So... You know it's like I think you know that's if someone's gonna do that they're just gonna do it and you know you can try and educate people but at the end of the day they are are gonna do it they're not you know they see they're it's either in them or it's not you know so uh, you know but I think what you're saying is is exactly exactly right you know and um, I think if you told me that kind of you know maybe ten years ago um right then yeah, yeah 100% and I, and I think you know it's just great that you've said that cuz you know people listening can hear that as well and you know it's it's great for for the listeners to hear that you know I think that's great um and I think you know, especially starting this podcast and all that kind of stuff you know this is called the thought floor and the whole point is just to explore thoughts explore um, you know ideas feelings all that kind of stuff just to have conversations and, and just kind of talk about what's going on and um, you know it's great that being able to get you on and, and have a chat about this experience because this was such a unique experience to both of us on two different perspectives and I think you know it's been it's been class and, you know and i think for a lot of the times well you know if you're mixed race you know you have two sides to the coin here you know there's a black side and there's a white side so you have to remember you know if there's there, for some reason when you're mixed race you just you, your one race is projected onto you i suppose and then you cling on to that race you know so because i'm black i'm white people just see the black and then you know growing up you just cling on to that because you know that's the cooler you know culture that's the hip-hop and smoking weed and gangster and all that kind of stuff and you know for for a long time i kind of like you know rejected the white side of, of me you know and i would just say you know i'm black and that kind of thing but to be honest i don't think that's 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 right you know you it you have to you have to be able to say yes I am both you know I am not I'm not one thing you know you're not defined by your your race or you know the color of your skin you're not just one thing you're loads of different things so I think you know there's conversation there to kind of you know be had. especially I think you know and I think this that talking to you about this has kind of proved that there's a, there's a difference in being black mixed-race You know being mixed race is a whole another ball game you you can be fully jamaican you know or you can be fully african or whatever but when you're two cultures it's like the uh, trying to balance those you know it's a minefield it is and like you know i I don't know if you, you can ever say that you're fully in tune with both sides or whatever um but you know it's just something to kind of think about and and um you know just talk to you explore explore both sides you know so yeah look i think that'll do us there um we've been going for just over an hour um which is class um to so the other first guest so that kind of makes sense um you know half an hour kind <laughs> of each um I think you did more talking than I did, which was good because that's the whole point. We wanted to hear your pers- perspective. And is there anything you want to touch on, or is there any final comments? Um, do you think we've missed anything? Um, I think we've got a decent, you know, story there.
1: I, I think so. And think and I thanks for, you know, um, making me your first guest. Um, I think um, on the discussion, has been a. It's been a, a, a good discussion, a good conversation. Um, um, it's not, there's no reason for it not to continue. You know, um, I think um, good communication is, uh, is, is, is key. And I think I realize that now. I, I realize um, that good, good, good communication is, 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 um, is something that should be encouraged. So thanks again for inviting me. On this, on this, uh, this journey, and uh, well, this won't be the last conversation we have on the on the subject. I'm sure. I hope. You know. So. Yeah. No. Definitely. No worries. Thank
0: you. Well, guys, look. Thank you for listening to all five episodes of my trip to Jamaica. Thank you for those of you that have stuck it out till the end. This has been a mammoth are and a bit um so thank you so much guys if you want to be a guest on the podcast you want to come on and talk about something please just fire me a message you can uh, find me on instagram at the thought floor um or you can uh send me an email at match sharp 94 at uk, guys uh, or you can just simply send me a dm if you uh are one of my mates and you want to jump on <laughs> um, so Guys, look, thank you so much for uh, the support and the love uh, that's been shown for this series. Um, This is a trip that was, um, you know, such a first for me. So thank you for um, sharing this journey with me. Guys, as always, I hope this has been beneficial. Sure, you'll hear me in the next one.